From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, this is The Five O'Clock, a weekly podcast of our Sunday 5 p.m. service. I'm Patrick Miller, the rector of St. Mark's. Welcome. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're in the second, uh, third Sunday of Lent, and we're almost halfway done with this experience of uh, this annual experience we have of preparing ourselves for Easter. The Lenten season can often dredge up for you uh, all of the awful things that you remember about yourself. And I am with you on that. Uh, I am often amazed that I am an Episcopal priest. My wife is often amazed that I am uh, alive as a human being just because of the 17-year period between about the age of 13 to 30, where I was, I don't know if the word is reckless, but it's a pretty good word. And my behavior did not match myself, and I was pretty much behaving um, like an idiot, I guess is the best way to put it. And so in that stretch of time, I have a lot of memories, and I wince a lot. I wince about things I said. I kind of am shocked by the way that I acted towards other people, the way that I thought about myself, the frustration that I had with myself. And around 24, I had a moment where I asked for the prayers of a, of a priest. I know exactly where I was when I asked for those prayers. I was in Austin, Texas, at a place called St. Stephen's School, at a retreat for, a college, or for high school kids. I was a youth minister. And I asked this priest for prayers because I was full of rage and anger, and I wanted the healing from that. I had an idea that my rage and my anger came from my rage and anger at a parent, my father, who had left our family when I was four. And not to go into too great a detail, but he died before, I never saw him again. He left when I was four and he died when I was 19 and I never saw him again. And it was only through stories from my mom and only through stories from my aunt and a cousin or two that I could piece together the mystery of this man who was my father. And I was mad because, I, the one, I didn't have a dad. But two, I was mad because I didn't have... Part of me was missing, and I, I couldn't express because he left when I was four, and I was, man, I didn't have any... I can't be mad at you. How do I be mad at the giant who's in charge? I, I couldn't... Under, I couldn't. And I had to live this life where I would make up stories. Like, where's your dad? Uh, my dad, uh, my dad's over there. I don't know. Why don't you have a dad? Well, I don't know. And all of that kind of built up over many years and was just sort of making my life miserable. Right about 24, and so I asked for these prayers. And that began a journey of healing for me that was phenomenal. 
all the way up until just a few weeks ago when I was visiting with a friend and she was talking to me about my life and I was talking about my dad and she said, you know, it just is interesting about your dad because my father dies at 49 years old of a heart attack. And she said, you know, he physically died of a heart attack, but do you think maybe he died of a broken heart? And I, I began to kind of go back through my father's history, and I would think about, yeah, you know what, maybe he did. Maybe that's true. Not just the divorce from my mother and complete, complete exile away from his two children, my sister and me, but his broken heart goes all the way back to the tragedy that happened to him when he was three months old. And my grandmother, Vivian, uh, killed herself right before Christmas in 1938. And the weight of that action by her and her own brokenness and the way that that was transferred onto my father and to his own brokenness which was transferred some more onto me and my sister and my mom, and that brokenness, all of that brokenness, seemed to be a burden that I had suddenly inherited, I guess. But I would realize that my father's brokenheartedness was something that was just so sad. To bind up the brokenhearted is one of the things we say about our Christian faith. I tell you this story on this uh, Sunday in, in Lent, uh, after the story about the Samaritan woman at the well and her own sort of weird brokenness of multiple husbands, her brokenness as being from the Samaritan group, which is not the group, her brokenness of being away from uh, God in one sense, but close to God in another, the brokenness of a system the brokenness of relationships, all of that brokenness. Here comes Jesus, and she'd give me something to drink, which he shouldn't be doing in the culture he's in, but she does, and they have a conversation at a well. And because of that conversation, many Samaritans came to understand and to believe that Jesus is our Savior. And it's in that little, little bit here, right here in the middle of Lent, where we're going to get into some really heartbreaking stuff when we walk through Holy Week. And we watch Jesus' heartbreak, and we watch the disciples' heartbreak. We watch all of this breaking occur. And we can look in our lives and see our own brokenness. We can see our own anger. We can see our own frustrations. We can see our own behavior. And suddenly we can see all of that being piled onto this crucifixion which will occur. And something for us to kind of ponder as we make our way that way to Easter is that right here in the middle of Lent, with all of our broken stuff, we should start letting it go. It's the past. I am not the person I was between 13 and 30, by a long shot. 
I am not the person I was when I was behaving that way. Through prayer and, and the request for healing, through hard work of thinking and writing and journaling and talking and giving myself to the process of healing, I've found that Jesus does something very good to the brokenhearted. Jesus mends the brokenhearted. And that's you, and that's me, and that's us. We're that woman at the well. We've got a past, but we also have our future. We will go through brokenheartedness again and again. We will know it. Grief is guaranteed as a human. But we, we Christian people, we have something to share. Good news. Beautiful news. Glorious news. That Jesus Christ is our Savior. And we want to share that news with the world. Amen.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church with special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason Hammond. It's five o'clock somewhere, so join us every Sunday for the five o'clock service at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org, S-T-M-A-R-K-S-Houston.org.